healthy lifestyle is brought to you by SeptaGuard. SeptaGuard, your family's all-natural defence against infections. It's 25 minutes to three and we're talking health for this final half hour. And we came across something quite interesting. As many of us are mobile uh, uh, cell phone users, uh, we are a lot on our phones for different reasons. For social media, we get alerts, whether it's SMS or inboxes, inboxing or someone just liking a picture. So we turn to our phones quite often. Uh, but it looks like being always alert for your smartphone uh, to ring can increase symptoms of ADHD. Uh, To add to the growing list of how smartphones can affect our health for the worse, a new US study has now found that they may be uh, um, uh, that that, um, we may be uh, causing ADHD-like symptoms even in in people who do not suffer from the condition. So they did uh, an experimental uh, study and um, they found evidence that smartphone interruptions can increase levels of inattention and hyperactivity. And both of these are symptoms of ADHD. Uh, So in the study, they they, they found that smartphone owners spend nearly two hours per day using their cell phones. Two hours, if you add it all up, added it all up, it amounts to two hours. 95% use their phones during social events. Seven in 10 have used their phones while working. And even one in 10 check their phones during sex. Uh, So no wonder, no wonder so many of us are struggling to stay in the moment. Remember, we had that masterclass last week about mindfulness. Well, if we keep our phones out of reach, maybe put it on silent, then we're better able to stay in the moment. But this seems to be having um, this adverse consequence of uh, bringing about inattention and hyperactivity, which are symptoms of of ADHD. So we wanted to get uh, Dr. Shabir Jiva's um, uh, reaction and thoughts on this particular study, but also uh, put ADHD in the spotlight as part of this week's health feature. So do give us your calls if you've been diagnosed, maybe your child has been diagnosed, maybe you're even a teacher who works with children who uh, um, uh, uh, suffer from ADHD and the management thereof can often be difficult. So give us your experiences as well on 011-883-0702 and uh, 31702 for your SMSs. Um, Dr. Jiva, Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. So this is very interesting indeed because uh, a lot of us do allow ourselves to be interrupted in whatever activity that we're doing by our cell phones. Yeah. So uh, actually it's a problem throughout the world, uh, cyber addiction or internet addiction or video addiction, whichever way you want to put it. And that article that you were talking about particularly, yes, people who do not have uh, ADHD, uh, they can get agitated and restless and overactive, similar to the ADHD, but they are called attention deficit hyperactivity traits. Mm. Many people in the world, even our lifestyle, according to Hallowell, the way we live today, nearly the whole world is ADHD activity traits. But it's only when there's impairment in one of three areas, socially, uh, in your work or in your marriage, in adults, in children, in school, with the friends and the siblings, then possibly you have to treat it. So yes, but... But all these addictions do not cause 
ADHD. It makes the ADHD patients worse, and it makes the non-ADHD patient a bit restless and looking similar to some of the symptoms of ADHD. Mm. So uh, this is one of the most common problems in the world today for children, and we we need to spend a little time on video game addiction because this encompasses all of them. And yes, the kids spend a lot of time uh, from two hours to six hours. And the other thing is that um, I suppose they have to come with some uh, some arrangement with the parents that during the dinner time not to use it, not to use it when they are visitors, mm-hmm. not to use it at family time when they're in the car, and uh, when can they use it. And many of our patients, we give them, uh, they use it about three hours on Saturday, three hours on Sunday. Okay. The weekdays, many parents don't give them the videos, etc., until they finish their homework as a reward. So they have to earn the extra time if they want to. Mm. So all these screens and all these electronics, uh, w- with someone who's being diagnosed, you include it as part of the management, uh, the, the hours that or time spent utilizing them? Yes, we check how much they use. Is it becoming addiction? Are they mm-hmm. alienating themselves from the family? Actually, I have got the criteria here, which is very easy. I think all of our listeners should to take it. They did a study and they found seven criteria to identify what we call video game addiction. And you answer it in the last six months. You answer it from never to very often. And the first one is you think about playing a game all day long. So these kids are in school, they think about it most of the time. What game are we going to play this afternoon? So it takes them away from the schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Number two, you spend increasing amounts of time on games, so time is wasted. And then they did so; uh, they spend so much time doing some uh, uh, in their rooms and that, and they didn't finish the homework. And how, how come it's possible? So many parents that bring the kids to our office, they will, he plays uh, PlayStation for nine hours. So he can't be he's hyper focused. I said yes. Things they like and things that are exciting, they hyper focus. Things that are boring, like schoolwork, they can't even spend nine minutes not for, not thinking about nine hours. Mm-hmm. Number three is they play games to forget about real life. So these criteria need four out of seven. We are in number three. They play games to forget about the real life. So they are, uh, once again, detached from their family and friends. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. four, others have unsuccessfully tried to reduce your game use. So your parents, your teachers, everybody's fighting with you to reduce your time. And you do everything just to get more time at the same time. And number five you feel very bad when you are unable to play. So they actually feel dysphoric and sad and angry and frustrated when things are taken away. So this is a very difficult thing for parents to use as leverage because these kids won't listen to them and we have to find another way. Yes. Number six and seven. Number six, you have fights with others, especially family, rarely friends, sometimes friends, over your time spent on games. So some kids, when you visit some families, they're in games all the time and not very healthy for visitors you won't you lose your friends mm-hmm. and lastly you, you neglect other important activities which is definitely your school your work your sports to play the games so if you get four out of seven of these scores it is suggested of video gaming addiction and in, in, uh, with impairment in various areas health work school all these areas so it's a big problem mm-hmm. in the world of ADHD in children. Yes, because uh, so we shouldn't see this focus on those particular screens or games as uh, um, the child being focused, as you said, because ADHD includes yeah, a lot of other yeah. sy- symptoms Sorry, like distraction, tough, yeah. yes, difficulty focusing, they get bored easily. So parents mustn't see the amount of focus and concentration they're putting into the game as uh, a success in managing the condition. You're fading out, you're a bit soft. 
uh, dear. Oh, I wonder why. Um, maybe let's take a break and see if we can't sort that out and get you on a different no, line. I can hear you Dr. better now. Ah, ahead. all right, all right. Then let's uh, continue. My guest is Dr. Shabir Jiva. He's a child specialist and adult psychiatrist. And we're talking about ADHD. Um, and he's just given the symptoms of uh, uh, or, 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 uh, the questions that are asked when it comes to the amount of time we spend playing games uh, because it looks like cell phones and the screen time uh, that we devote to our smartphones can increase levels of inattention and hyperactivity. And these are both symptoms of ADHD. Um, so, Dr. Jeeva, let's also just get a sense of how we define ADHD so that we understand how these symptoms fit into it, because it's a very complex neurodevelopmental disorder. Okay, it's a, yes, you're right, a neurodevelopmental disorder, mm. highly genetic, that means caused by the parents more than likely, uh, uh, consisting of three main sim- symptoms. The first one is everybody uh, uh, worried about the symptom of hyperactivity. In the kids, they squirm and fidget, they can't stay seated, they run and climb a lot, they can't play quietly, and the girls type, they talk a lot. Mm. So this, in the adulthood, the same symptoms, we, it becomes they are workaholics, they overschedule themselves, and they select active jobs, constant activity leading to tension and even talking too much. So talking too much is a very important symptom that's missed. And this is just one symptom. Mm-hmm. The next symptom is impulsivity. As you know, in kids, they blurt out answers. They can't wait. They turn, they interrupt others. So parents and teachers know a lot about it. But this going on to adults... There's low frustration, tolerance, anger, temper, frustration, losing temper, quitting jobs, firing the bosses, firing the girlfriends, mm-hmm. driving too fast, and also addictive personality. So these are all the important things. So the addictive personality part, that and the impulsivity, that's where the addiction of cell phones and video comes in. I'll explain to you in a, shortly. And lastly, the symptom that's mostly forgotten and not diagnosed and more common in girls, unfortunately, is the inattentive type. So in in childhood, in school days, they have difficulty paying attention. They don't seem to listen. They don't finish their things. They can't organize. They're easily distracted and forgetful. But in adulthood, they have difficulty paying attention to reading and paperwork. They always having problems in meeting and mm-hmm. uh, problems reading, and they, uh, pro- there's procrastination, time management, orga- organization, financial management. So many people have all these symptoms, and you get three types. You get the ADHD, the inattentive type, which is the same as the old ADD, so that we don't use the word ADD anymore. anymore yes. Number two, the hyperactive impulsive is a very active flying around boys that we only 15% of the kids. And the most common is a combination of the two called combined type, they have to be daydreaming, and on the other side, it could be active. Yeah. So all of the, uh, these different things uh, can encompass ADHD. Yes. With age, the, the symptoms change. As you get older, the impulsivity and, in, uh, and, hyper, and hyperactivity gets less and less by the time you hit university. Mm-hmm. And at that time, unfortunately, the inattention, which is time management, organization, procrastination, financial management, anxiety, and depression, all the soft signs, mm-hmm. they get worse. So at that time, you either get married or you're going to work or you're going to study and all these soft signs get you into trouble, into difficulty. Yes, yes, because you have to get on with life, you have to focus, uh, you have to be responsible at work and deliver. It must be very difficult to manage, and we'll get into uh, the management after the break. My guest is Dr. Shabir Jeeva, child specialist and adult psychiatrist, as we're talking about ADHD. So give us your calls on 011-8830702. We're talking about it in general, but also looking at the impact of smartphones and other technology on this particular condition. 
Azania Musaka on 702. Call Azania on 011-883-0702. It's 10 minutes to 3 and we're talking to Dr. Shabir Jeeva, who's a child psychologist, uh, child specialist, rather, and adult psychiatrist about ADHD. Uh, Ian, you're in Pretoria. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ian? Good, thanks. Uh, hi, Doctor. Um, just two quick things. Um, I am, um, I've got a, a four and a five year old, and mm. um, they tend to watch Netflix um, on the iPad. The four year old basically, when she wakes up in the morning, the first thing she wants is the iPad. And so, my question is is that a bad thing? And then the second thing is how much is too much, and or how much is too little kind of, kind of thing? Are they boys or girls? Uh, both girls. Oh, both of them girls. Okay. Um, and how much time do they spend currently on their iPads? And what are they watching on Netflix, Ian? <laughs> they watch a thing called Peppa Pig. Okay. Uh, just, just little kiddie shows and that kind of thing. But um, I would say in the morning they, they'll spend time uh, before they go to school, maybe 15 minutes, and then in the, in the evenings, maybe half an hour. Oh, okay. Okay, 15 minutes and half an hour. Dr. Jeeva? Yeah, the, the thing is, it varies with families. We don't have a recipe at this time, but what, during the week, as soon as they come from school, they have to uh, snack, change their clothes, eat, exercise, and do their homework. Then possibly they can earn more time. But if a child wakes up in the morning and the first one's the iPad, of course, that's bordering on the same questions of addi- addiction. And... Uh, Unfortunately, a very high percentage of the kids got cell phones and iPads in the world. Even in, uh, in Korea, they found 22% of the kids have it. And the Germans have found a condition called digital dementia. That means it unfortunately fries the brain, and they think it does, uh, it's irreversible. So that's very scary. So we have to control the time. The other thing, the adolescents usually use the um, computers and iPads for research and study, but we have to check that going to the history because they could be very well doing other things. Yes. The, the adults uh, in the males or adolescents, they spend m- much of the time on the computer on gaming and on gambling and even cyber uh, pornography. The women are more into texting. They are more into social media and lastly on online shopping. Mm-hmm. But yes, how much time should they spend? There's no right answer. If they finish all their work, they can earn it, you can reward them, but mainly about three hours on Saturday, three hours on uh, Sunday, and they have to finish all their homework during the week. I see. So there's no fixed recipe. Oh, I see. Um, and would the key be to uh, postpone it to as late as possible in the ch- as far as age is concerned, or is there no right time to introduce this? Technology. No, they say uh, the younger age, you can control them more and they can turn out much better, less emotional problems. As they get older, it gets more difficult. So mm-hmm. they learn from their friends and they learn from their neighbors and cousins. So we can't really stop this. We just have to modify it. Mm-hmm. But these games do not cause ADHD. It just makes symptoms worse mm-hmm. and also can take you away from all the other things and isolate you and cut social relationships. Yes. Now, you've given us the signs and, and symptoms mm-hmm. and how uh, technology can have uh, the, the, the symptoms of ADHD. But let's look at the treatment uh, because one of the things that you mentioned earlier was the time allotted to, 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 to games. But are there other therapies? What are the other therapies? Oh, yeah. Okay. The holistic treatment is the main thing. So we have to see that uh, all these kids get a good sleep. They get a good, a good seven, eight hours at least and young adults too. And then diet is ultra important. Recently, there's been new facts 
that there's about 30 years of research on diet. Mm. The diet is not that important anymore. A good diet helps ADHD. A bad diet is awful, but it doesn't cause ADHD like many people thought many years ago. So a lot of research was done, uh, and, and now it's negative. The diet is not as important as before. Mm-hmm. The most important part of the treatment is exercise, exercise, exercise. In ADHD, there's a shortage of two brain chemicals or neurotransmitters called dopamine and norepinephrine. The dopamine works on the pleasure center of the brain, and the norepinephrine is the brakes of the Ferrari. So if they're impulsive, they're hyperactive, you mm-hmm. don't have enough brakes, you must get more norepinephrine through different ways. Mm-hmm. And if they're not focusing and they're bored and fed up, they don't get enough dopamine. But strangely enough about dopamine, uh, Hallowell, the father of ADHD, says that ADHD, all the kids and adults, we have an itch, or I say we have a constant need to feel lacquer, and we have to scratch this itch, and it depends how you scratch the itch. So the healthy ways to scratch the itch is exercise, protein diet, meditation, avoiding stimulating foods. The not-so-healthy is sweets, smoking, chocolate, coffee, Coke, Red Bull. These are all stimulating foods that increases the dopamine, norepinephrine. Yes, it's good temporarily, but it causes... Uh, tolerance, pre-addiction, so you'll need more chocolate and you'll need more coffee and you'll need more coke after a few years. And the tertiary, subtle uh, uh, self-treatment methods are shopping, power, money, cyber addiction that we're talking about today, workaholic. These are all the things that also make you feel lacquer. It increases the dopamine, norepinephrine, but it's not healthy. And the most dangerous ones are over-the-counter prescription abuse, street drugs, alcohol, gambling, pornography, Tiger Woods, SEX, all these things make you feel good, mm-hmm. and it is to help you with the ADHD in the sense if you're not treated. Yes. So if you seek treatment, then you won't need to get into these difficulties. So any addiction or most addiction is the same route. You're talking about cell phone, you're talking about uh, videos, I talk about Tiger Woods, or you talk about chocolate, coffee, mm-hmm. Coke, Red Bull, all addiction is the same. It makes you feel lacquer. Lacquer is the dopamine that is helpful for focusing, but the same dopamine works on the pleasure center of the brain. So these kids and adults have a constant need to feel lacquer, mm-hmm. and Hallowell says scratch the itch. Yes, and it's about uh, making the person feel lacquer, but using the right things like uh-huh. uh, exercise, increasing dopamine through uh-huh. things like exercise. It's been exercise fascinating. Yes, it's been fascinating talking to you. Thank you so much for those insights, Dr. Jeeva. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, child specialist and adult psychiatrist. Hey, I think it's time to uh, reassess that uh, uh, schedule. The smartphone, tablets, and uh, access to games schedule. Something there's, there's something out there um, that he describes that's been discovered in Germany called digital dementia, been found in children. Hmm. Mayday, mayday! A war's being waged against us. The immune system's a threat. We're getting too weak to fight the infection. Do not surrender. Do not drop your armor. The infection's spreading, sir. Fear not, soldiers. There's a brave hero knocking at our door, and he will bring reinforcement. Captain, look. What is that coming up north? Is it an army? No, it's Septoguard. Now, let us go triumphant! When your body's under attack from infections, leave the fighting to Septoguard, the all-natural defense against infections and flu for the whole family.